Hi, I'm Nicole Satimi, a manual osteopath and massage therapist here on the One Body Wellness Podcast, where I throw condensed doses of health info at you. As well, I share the mic with humans experiencing their own health concerns and trauma and the impact it has on the human spirit to show us just how resilient we truly are, reminding you to inhale, exhale, and find peace in your one body wherever you are. Hi, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the One Body Wellness Podcast. I am Nicole Satimi, and today I'm going to be talking about painful periods or dysmenorrhea. I This is going to be one of many episodes regarding female women's reproductive health. So I am starting off with this quick dose episode Um, with a little bit of history on me. I started menses in grade six or 11 years old. And basically since day one, I had extreme cramping to the point of needing to miss school or spend time in the sick room, hovered over a garbage can. I actually can remember very distinct travel experiences where I would be sick from my cramps or painful period on the ancient steps at a ruin in Nice, in a back alley in Vienna, on the beach in Australia. My cramps pretty much followed me around and haunted me like a mean ghost. They were relentless and consuming. And basically at one point, my mom finally took me to my family doctor. And the first thing my family doctor did was prescribe me with birth control pills for pain relief and acne I was experiencing at the time. She didn't ask me to track my cycle at any point. I wasn't asked if I had previous head trauma or experienced migraines. She just handed me the prescription and I filled it every three months. She didn't talk about the risk factors or the fact that taking hormonal birth control pills will change the structure and function of my brain. Um, And no one else I knew at the time had cramps like me. So it made me feel pretty isolated and weird. Like something was wrong with me. That's definitely changed now. But when you're a young teen experiencing your period for the first time, you wonder what's wrong with you when all your other friends can still play soccer and you're basically (laughs) heading home from school early because you can barely stand. There are massive gaps in our healthcare system when people present when people who are presenting with female reproductive organs try to discuss their health concerns with their medical doctors they are often gaslit or passed on to some specialist who also has no idea how to manage or treat their concerns we are left feeling ill confused and pretty much hopeless i can count on two hands the number of different gynecologists I have seen in my life with no help or positive outcomes. When I was given the choice to pick a topic for my thesis in osteopathic college, I jumped on the opportunity to research dysmenorrhea. And although painful periods are very common and women's health concerns directly affect 50% of our population and indirectly affect everyone, there was very little research to support my findings in manual therapy specifically, so the world is my oyster. Dysmenorrhea is a frequent condition associated with painful cramping in the uterus. 75% of people who menstruate experience painful periods, so that number is pretty high. There are two types, um, primary and secondary dysmenorrhea. 
The first primary uh, dysmenorrhea is a condition where periods are painful but not linked to any other gynecological concern. And normally cramping starts, painful cramping starts right at the beginning of menses, so from day one, basically. Secondary dysmenorrhea is the presence of, means that there's likely the presence of pelvic inflammatory diseases, endometriosis, or another reproductive health issue. And that's when I would be considering a differential diagnosis. So we'd be digging deeper into into this for sure. Dysmenorrhea is caused by an increased amount of prostaglandins in our menstrual fluid. So when tissue is damaged or infected, prostaglandins are hormones that cause a reaction like pain, inflammation, and fever. Normally this would spark a healing process in the body. In dysmenorrhea, these lipids cause the uterus to contract, reducing blood flow to the area, and it actually causes hypoxia to the uterus or uh, the reduction of oxygen. So basically, your body thinks your uterus is being injured every time your period starts and creates this pain loop that can last for up to 72 hours or more, depending on how unlucky you are. (sighs) So for my thesis... I took three female clients and treated them over a series of three months or three cycles. My physical findings after my treatments included in all three subjects were weak gluteus maximus muscles. So this is likely unrelated, but a reminder that we do need to do our squats, but not overdo squats, if nothing else, but to protect our lower back from injury. Um, so that's a finding that I often find in, in a lot of women or, or weak gluteus maximus muscles. Um, they also all had anterior pelvic tilts. They also had Chapman's reflexes or the, prese- or the um, presence of viscerosomatic reflexes, which is basically viscerosomatic reflex is where there's a dis- dysfunction in our viscera, in our organs, and it actually shows up in little nodules outside on our external body. So there were Chapman's reflexes in the areas of the uterus, bladder, and ovaries in all three of my client- of my subjects. I provided all of them um, a questionnaire during the three-month period where I asked a series of questions based on their pain, environment, their relief, what caused the pain to get worse, um, their sleep habits. They all pretty much explained that heat helped. So applying heat to lower abdomen really helped to soothe the pain, but not when it was extreme. So this was for moderate to low pain. Heat helped, but it only made things worse if the pain was extreme. Stress and alcohol worsened symptoms as well and stretching their psoas muscles or the big deep muscles in our hips and abdomen our iliopsoas muscles actually helped during mild cramping so doing low lunges and breathing deeply into the abdomen during mild cramping actually helped relieve pain wide knees child's pose also helped to relieve pain and breathing really deep into the belly as well letting the belly um just release through gravity in wide knees child's pose the root of mesentery visceral manipulation was my um well 
basically the most popular technique amongst all three. They all said that they experienced direct and instant relief with the root of mesentery visceral manipulation. That is um, an advanced visceral technique that manual osteopaths use to help um, increase the fluid and the circulation in all of our organs. It is actually an amazing technique that I use on most of my clients when they come to me for visceral or pelvic concerns, especially with digestion. Um, so it's definitely one of those techniques that we should be using when we're dealing with any pelvic or reproductive concerns. With the use of osteopathic manual techniques um, and by adopting its principles into my approach, I was able to reduce overall pain and discomfort during menstruation from my subjects. Effectiveness of mainly direct techniques were felt post-treatment, so I would I, I would recommend direct techniques um, with more focus on the lumbar spine and pelvic mobility that really helped to improve overall lightness and feelings of reduced muscular tension and strain pretty much instantly. Um, and these feelings manifested throughout their cycle and were most prominent after their third treatment. So it seems to be having like a, a compound effect. All subjects committed to the remedial exercise recommendations I had for them. And by the third month, one of my subjects who had previously had to take time off work every month for her period did not actually have to take time off work in her third month. Um, she also did not vomit and none of them felt headaches that were there previously and pretty much all of them had a reduction in pain and did not have to take as much pain medication um, as they previously did. So based on my clinical analysis, I do believe that osteopathic manual techniques are an effective way to treat dysmenorrhea, especially if you're trying to avoid the use of surgery or medications to manage pain um, based on your age, right? Like if you just started menstruating or you're in your mid twenties, early thirties, you don't want to have to be looking at surgery for, or, um, um, any medic, like strong medications that can cause brutal side effects at this point, you want other ways to effectively manage your pain. But throughout my, my thesis and my findings, clinical findings, I do keep in mind that the structure and function of our body correlate. So through the assessment of the pelvic floor muscles, ligaments, and fluid structures in the area, as well as our breathing mechanisms and diaphragms, um, we want to make sure that the uterus can function in healthy in a healthy way in its space in the pelvis. Dr. Still, the founder of osteopathy, referred to the viscera as being a complete system. Close in proximity to the abdominal diaphragm, the blood supply to the organs and the drainage away from them indicates the health and vitality of these structures. So we're always thinking about fluid in the pelvic and abdominal regions in our viscera. I also consider that the body has an efficient self-healing mechanism by considering the different models of care. For example, I released ligament structures and restrictions in the areas of the sacrum, especially uh, the tailbone, um, specifically where the pelvic splenic nerves would exit the sacrum at um, S2 to S4. So like 
mid-sacrum area. Um, there's nerves called the splenic nerves that kind of come out of there. And that by, by really focusing on that area, you can improve blood flow to the uterus. So that's what my intentions were to be working in the sacrum. And you can actually help relieve pain during menstruation at that point. Um, integrating treatment for the diaphragm, specifically the pelvic and abdominal diaphragms, was super necessary in treating my uh, pelvic and abdominal pain and dysfunction. The, there are pressure gradients between these cavities in our body, and it's a key component of health and efficiency for lymphatic flow in the body. Specifically, women who experience dysmenorrhea, they can benefit from a release of congestion in the pelvic region and diaphragm release is definitely a safe and effective approach to a longer treatment plan. And especially for people who end up sitting all day for work, um, there's definitely a, a need for improved lymphatic flow. Stress can cause constriction in the blood vessels of the viscera. So an increase in pain during a stress response indicates that um, blood flow is being impeded to necessary viscera and in this case the uterus so that is why stress worsens our symptoms working with the blood circulatory system specifically the internal iliac or hypogastric and uterine arteries so really focused in on the arteries is important um, obviously and relates to other models of care the uterine arteries are the main blood vessels that supply the uterus. They give off branches that supply different portions of the uterus as well and plays an important role in maintaining blood supply during physiological processes, so such as you know, altering endometrium during the menstrual cycle and growth of the uterus during pregnancy. So by improving blood flow to the uterus, that may have been impeded due to high levels of stress, um, which constricts blood vessels, it may actually help relieve symptoms of pain during menstruation and it's also something i'm looking into when i treat um, patients who are concerned about their fertility so that that is you know looking at the main blood vessels that supply the blood to the uterus um, i hope that you learned something in this quick dose episode i am nicole and i'm always happy to chat about um, painful periods thank you for tuning in to the one body wellness podcast if you have a specific health concern you'd like me to address or you want to be a guest on my show, email me at nicole at onebodywellness.ca. Once again, I'm reminding you to inhale, exhale, and find peace in your one body wherever you are.